You're listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello, hello, Black Sheep community. Welcome back to my podcast, The Black Sheep Talks, where today I'm going to be talking all about the personal development series. This is coming to you every single Friday, and we are talking about my plant medicine experience and specifically my experience drinking the ayahuasca. And if you guys didn't listen to the last episode, I suggest you go back because I give a background on what ayahuasca is, how I prepared and why I even chose to drink the ayahuasca and go to the ceremony. So like why I answered the calling. So I suggest you go back, get a background. And if you've already listened, then we're going to dive into the episode today where I'm going to talk about my experience drinking the cup of ayahuasca. So I actually ended up having two cups and my first cup, you know, I had certain lessons that I learned and was shown. And my second one was completely different as well. So I'm going to probably break this up into two episodes, kind of like a part one and two with the cups, just so that I'm not talking here for hours because there is so much to say. But first, let me read to you guys a journal entry of on March 30th when I was on my way to the ceremony um, and I was sitting in the shuttle on the way there and I had written down, you know, my feelings of what kind of was going through my head. And yeah, I put like, where do I even begin? I feel at peace with this entire day as I'm heading off to the ceremony. I know that everything is going to unfold the way it's meant to. I am letting go of all expectations and I am writing down my intentions and reading them out loud. So I actually wrote like four pages Um, of different intentions. And I wrote like all of these things, like I had these journal prompts of like my inner critic, what it says to me, what are my fears, I literally wrote down all of my fears. And I'll actually name some of them. So I wrote down like 15. And then I circled like five of my main fears. And the first one is failing in my business. The second is not becoming successful which is, I guess, the same thing. Um, And then the other one is afraid to speak my truth about everything I'm talking about on this podcast, who I am, and fear of being judged and rejected. So it's actually funny I wrote that one because literally days later is when I released this podcast. And that week is when I decided that I was going to start talking about plant medicine on my podcast and not just yachting and all of these other topics. I was like, okay, if I'm going to speak my truth, I'm going to talk about everything, right? I'm going to literally just be who I am. Um, The other fear was afraid to 
pivot and start a new program. So at the time, I was already thinking about starting this new program that I have now for entrepreneurs because I, of course, was working with the girls in yachting, helping them break into the yachting industry. And I was also thinking, I really want to start the second one. So there was fear around that. And then the other one was afraid I won't learn how to let go, forgive myself, rewire my brain, and be my highest self. So those are big ones, right? Those are like fears of pretty much me not stepping into my highest self, right? And essentially my intentions were going in is to literally show me who I can be at my highest self. So pretty much to let go of all those fears and blocks because we all have them, right? So even as I read these, like it's crazy because I read like my critic's name and I wrote down and I gave her a name and her name is Rosa. I don't know why I chose the name Rosa, but um, Rosa's main goal is to pierce through my heart like a thorn in a rose and cause me pain. It's sweet, but it's also evil. It plays with my mind, keeping me stuck as if I am in the play Romeo and Juliet. So I don't know if I wrote this because it was like kind of showing what my life love life is like and, you know, things constantly breaking my heart, hurting me and all of that kind of stuff. And you know, as well as probably my own thoughts in my head just piercing through me and keeping me stagnant. So yeah, I pretty much wrote here that I knew that I had to let go of this inner critic. And I have like other pages that I wrote, but I'm not going to read all of them now because I would be here for a year. So anyway, I just wanted to show you guys like some of the the intentions, some of the things I journaled about before going into the ceremony. And this is just to show you that if you decide to do ayahuasca and prepare for a ceremony, intention setting is so, so important, right? I talked about in the last episode, like having a diet and all of that is equally as important, but actually setting intentions for why you want to go What are the messages and wisdom guidance that you would like to receive? And, you know, what, what is your, you know, your, your true purpose of going on this healing journey? Because that's what it is. It's a journey to the self to, you know, connect with the divine, to be able to get some answers for whatever it is that you are seeking in this life, in this 3D life that we live. So I really encourage you to take those intention settings seriously. And that's with every single plant medicine that you do, because it's really important to do it intentionally. And I am just a huge advocate for intention setting, journaling, and the integration afterwards as well. Like I am all about integration. I take my integration so seriously. Um, I've written like pages and pages of journal notes after every single ceremony, just so that I can look back on it and integrate it about, integrate about it all, integrate it all into my life. So let me dive into how I was kind of feeling going in. So I said I was feeling at peace. I was obviously reading all my intentions. And as I was like getting closer and closer to the ceremony space, I was in the shuttle with my friends. So I didn't feel like completely alone. I was talking to some other people who had said, you know, we'd done ayahuasca before. Um, So, 
you know, this isn't our first time and they had done it with a shaman as well. So that made me feel really good. I'm like, okay, you're coming back. So clearly, you know, you had a good experience and yeah, they obviously didn't want to tell me too much. They just said, let go of expectations. And one of the um, ceremony space holders who organized the shuttle, he told us the same thing. He said to just let go of all expectations to not try to control anything because that's the opposite of what we want to do in these ceremonies is we want to just let go so that we're not, you know, trying to escape anything that's happening to us because that's when a bad trip can happen, right? We've all heard of like a bad trip happening is when you're literally, your mind is like freaking out and saying, I don't want to be in this, right? But that's the worst thing you can do. You have to just let go and surrender, surrender to the medicine. So I really went with this intention, like I'm just going to surrender. And yeah, I remember just getting there, setting up my space. I was really overwhelmed when we arrived because the ceremony had like 70 people in it. It was a lot of people. And I was just like, I did not sign up for this. I thought there was going to be like 20, 30 people. And they had really probably, you know, and accepted too many individuals, but they did have 15 healers walking around and helping. So they assured us that, you know, we would all be in a safe space. And when the ceremony was beginning, like we were all kind of outside by the fire. There were some people doing rape, which is what I talked about in my previous episode, the tobacco that's blown up your nose. And I ended up doing that to just like clear any anxieties that I would have had and fears around taking this. As you can imagine, I was very afraid. And I put all my stuff, found a little space kind of by the entrance of the portal. It was like this huge temple that we set up in like called Portal Sacbe. And it was this beautiful space uh, outside of Playa del Carmen. And we set up our yoga mats, our pillows, everything on the inside. There was candles. It was so beautiful. And it almost looked a little bit like a different dimension already. Like the building had these eyes and, you know, different flowers and symbols. So it was very much like the sacred space and the jungle. It was right in the middle of the jungle. It was just this beautiful calming feeling that I had when I entered there. Even though there were so many people, I felt really safe and at home. And I realized that maybe I was triggered by all of these people and this was just part of the journey, right? And there were also like a couple of people sitting in front of me to the side of me that felt like they were in my space. And you know, when somebody's just like annoying you and they're taking up space, I was like, okay, I clearly have to work through this. This is part of, you know, what I'm meant to experience is to work through these triggers, right? When people trigger you, it's something that you have to work on within yourself. Like, why is this person annoying me right now? You know, why are they causing this reaction? So I kind of just went outside, tried to ground myself, um, did the rapé, spoke to another friend who was at the ceremony, got to connect with her. It was both of our first times and we were kind of just like, you know, hugging and wishing each other a really safe journey and a beautiful experience. And of course, saying that we're going to let go of all expectations. So as I said, I felt this wave of fear take over me um, probably just before we were going to get the cup, like throughout the whole time of like the two hours of walking around um, you know, doing the rape, connecting with people. We had started the opening ceremony with 
um, different chanting. And there was specifically like a grandfather figure there who was saying all of these different chants and not even chants, but he was just speaking from his heart, right? He was really telling us that we are gathering here today to bring consciousness to this planet, right? What we are about to do is going to help us be more conscious, right? Connect with the divine, be humble, be compassionate, all of those things. And he kept stressing the fact that there's so much hate in this world, that all the war, all of the pain, all of the suffering. And if we could just be a light here and awaken together and spread this consciousness to the rest of the world, how beautiful would that be? And everything he was saying was just, you can hear that it was just coming from his heart. And I think he spoke for like an hour. We had to like literally open up the ceremony by going to the north, the east, the south, and the west, right, to put a protection around us. It's like a sacred ritual. And at the end, they blow like a conch that makes um, a sound in order to close every single side as we, you know, open that ceremony. And every single side, he was saying something to it. He was like, you know, opening up. He was really speaking. He was really... You can just tell he had so much passion behind him. And some of the stuff he said really brought tears to my eyes. Like I was feeling really, really um, emotional in a sense that I was like, wow, everything he's saying is so true. Like we really need to all come back down to, to earth and just think about why are we even here, right? Like our purpose here is to just be. And we get so overwhelmed in the 3D world to be stressed out, to be here or be there or to, you know, work our nine to five or whatever it is. It's like all of these things that come up in our life, they they aren't really what the human experience is supposed to be about. And we forget that the human experience is about love and compassion and you know, all of these things encompassed into one. So it was really beautiful to listen to him say this. And it brought me even more of a sense of peace. And I felt the medicine already being working through me in a sense that I was here for a reason, right? I came to this place for a reason. And he kept saying that every single one of you answered the call, you are here to do the work. And this work is going to be hard, right? And they had asked like, whose first time is it? And I think more than half the people had never done it before. And they went through a whole spiel of what to expect of, you know, how to handle the medicine, pretty much release expectations, come back and connect to our breath. And just remember that the breath is the most important thing. Like we are safe to have a mantra for ourselves. And my mantra was like, I am light. I am love just to know that I am safe. If I ever felt like it was too overpowering for me. And, you know, they told us that we can expect to purge, like I said in the last episode, to throw up or to have to go to the bathroom or to yawn or to moan or some people might even orgasm and then our arms might even twitch because the medicine will work through our nervous system and any kind of like pain or trauma that is stored in our body will move through our body, through our nervous system, right? So this medicine allows that to move through. And, you know, maybe some people will just feel bliss. They were like, there are no expectations, but remember to just always come back to your breath and your bucket is like your best friend. It will show you any messages that you need to know, um, you know, and don't 
stay stuck in the bucket. Like if you feel like you're going to be just sick and puking in the bucket, you need to come out of it and just sit up straight. Try not to lie down. Try to sit up straight because that's the best way to feel grounded and to just focus on your breath. So I, you know, took all of this information in, soaked it up like a sponge, was just like, okay, I'm going to remember all of this, come back to my breath, don't sit in the bucket for too long, um, try to be mindful of the space around others, and just let go of expectations and allow for Mother Ayahuasca to show me the messages that are meant to be shown to me. So after we finished the whole ceremony and the whole spiel, the opening ceremony, we went inside and half the people were outside and I was really happy I was inside because I felt really safe in the space and the Mexican shaman Ivan was inside, you know, opening the ceremony there and they were pretty much saying to us that we would kind of go one at a time to drink the medicine around in a clockwise circle position because the whole temple was like a circle And when we would come back to our spot, we could just sit and meditate quietly and, you know, allow the medicine to work through us. And again, it could take anywhere from like 15 minutes to 30 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour. And they said that there would be a moment in time when we can get another cup if we felt like we needed another cup. So there were like, there's a point where like the window is open and they say, okay, So after like about an hour and a half and they're playing music and stuff, and then there's a point where they give you a chance to get another cup, right? Because they don't want people to be taking the cup like two or three times in an hour because then it could hit you all at once. You want to wait for the medicine to work through you. And sometimes it might not work through you right away and you have to just breathe and surrender and allow it to take on its form when it does. So for me, I remember just feeling this wave of fear take over me. As soon as it was my turn to go up and drink the cup, I was like, what am I doing? Am I going to die? What have I signed up for? Why am I here? Right? And at the same time, I just felt like this this call to really drink it. It's like I had this wave of fear, but I knew that I was meant to be here for a reason, right? There was a reason why I answered the call and I came here. So I remember setting my intentions, reading them over, meditating, closing my eyes, and really holding the cup near to my heart and repeating those intentions and saying that I am letting go, I am surrendering, and I am ready to receive. And then I swigged the entire cup back and it definitely did not taste nice, right? It tasted like a bunch of earthy kind of tastes. And yeah, I'm happy that I swigged it back back like a shot. And then I went back to sit in my spot and I felt the medicine start to work through me immediately. Like immediately felt it like coursing through my blood, through my veins. And I was just like, okay. That's it. That's it. You have to just surrender. Surrender to the medicine and let it work. Don't have any expectations. And I sat there connecting to, you know, myself, my breath. Really, like, I feel like I was meditating for probably an hour. Um, And maybe it wasn't that long, but I remember just connecting to my spirit guides and feeling them start to 
show me their presence, right? And I've told you guys before that I connect with my spirit guides really often. So I felt them to start like move through me and connect with me. And I felt the sense of peace and protection. And I just remembered what the grandfather said in the opening ceremony. He said, we must do the work. We must not fight the medicine. And we must listen to the messages of who we truly are. So I sat in silence on this and meditated and asked my guides and angels to connect with me. I felt their hands on my head, rotating it around. And all of a sudden, I remember kind of feeling like, okay, when is this going to kick in? Like, is this kicking in now? And again, you want to let go of expectations, right? So your mind comes into play and goes, okay, is it happening? Or is this just my spirit guides? And I remember the girl next to me, the girl who was kind of triggering me before, um, who felt like she was in my space. She actually ended up getting sick first, which felt like after 15 minutes. And, you know, you're kind of just waiting to see like who is going to get sick first who's what's going to happen right when is this all going to unfold um and at the same time you don't want to be focusing on anyone else but yourself and i remember them telling us that like do not focus on anyone but yourself and i'll read to you guys out of my journal what i wrote and what kind of happened as you know, the medicine started to kick in. So as I was like sitting there meditating, connecting to my guides, all of a sudden I felt mother ayahuasca's presence and I knew it was her because it wasn't the friendly spirit guides that were just moving my head around in a nice motion. She literally took my head and she pushed it down to the ground. Like I was sitting in a seated position with my spine straight, my head was moving and all of a sudden it just got pushed down to the ground and I was like, okay, it's happening, right? And I felt her just take this control over me and this message came into my head, like it wasn't like a clear voice talking to me or a visual of her coming down on me. It was just this voice in my head, my eyes were still closed and it said, that I was about to face all of my darkest shadows and all of my fears and that I better get ready to buckle up. And I was like, oh shit. So I started to spin around and I got messages, different messages coming at me, messages of I must speak my truth. I must love and accept myself that I am light and I am on the right path. But the biggest message was the message of loving myself, right? I felt like I was taken, was being taken on this like journey of spinning through all of my past lives. So like they say that a lot of our like karma comes from past lives, our ancestral wounds, ancestral traumas. And the biggest thing for me was like healing myself in terms of self-love and self-worth was really to go through all of those shadows of my ancestors, of what they had to be, what they had to go through, because probably none of my ancestors did do this inner work. And I was here to do the inner work to heal lifetimes of trauma for all of my past lives, all of my ancestors, and now myself so that I can, you know, pave the way for the future for my kids um, and not have to pass down these traumas to them. And that's another way that I look at it is like, 
why I was doing this work is for them and for the future, right? Of me coming out of it and letting go of all that baggage. So as this was happening and I was kind of spinning around, all of a sudden I opened up my eyes and I remember they said, like, try not to close your eyes, try not to sleep or or lay down. You want to be sitting up and you want to open your eyes so that you can see things. So as this was happening to me and I felt like my head being spun around, I opened my eyes and I literally felt like I entered a new realm and another dimension. Like everything went from 3D to literally 5D. And all of a sudden, all of the guides and healers and helpers that were holding the space for us with the shaman that were walking around, they literally became light. A lot of them were women and they were wearing white and they all became like these beacons of light. And I remember just feeling like the sense of, wow, this is like amazing. This is like, I'm in another world kind of thing. And I listened to the shaman play violin as if I was welcomed into this new world. Like as soon as he started singing and playing, it almost like triggered something in me to wake up, open my eyes and feel like I literally was just entering this new world. It was crazy. And then I felt the medicine take over me again. And all of a sudden, it was like I immediately had to purge, right? I got really, really dizzy. And they say like, you'll feel it, the medicine, you will just know. And then all of a sudden, you will just be going into your bucket. So I immediately had to purge. And I felt myself literally purge so much pain out of my body. It felt like lifetimes and lifetimes of ancestral trauma and all of this pain. And I just kept getting these voices of like, you know, self-love and loving myself. And it really felt super, super dark, super heavy because I was literally just healing centuries, right, of all of my ancestors' pains. Um, And I felt my body begin to shake and call and cry for help. Like I remember from going to the bucket to purging to back, it was just like this whole scenario of where, you know, I was a little bit scared for sure. I was thinking, wow, I never want to be here again. I never want to feel this pain because it is so terrible. And before this even happened, actually, I remember that before the medicine kicked in like this and really took over me, remember how I told you guys that first girl next to me who started to get sick first, she got like really sick as well and was like kind of rolling around and almost like having a little bit of a seizure in the sense that I remember looking at her and seeing the facilitators pick her up and carry her out of the ceremony. And I remember just looking and going, oh my God, is she okay? Like, what is happening? And am I going to be okay? And I remember just freaking out almost a little bit. And I looked at one of the helpers and he looked at me and I don't think he said anything, but I got this message that just said, focus on yourself. You can't help others until you focus on yourself. And this was like a huge lesson. I was like, wow, okay, so I really need to focus on myself. I can't look at her. I can't look at anyone else. This, I'm here doing this work for me, not for anybody else. So this was like, okay, and 
after that, that's when I felt my head just move. And that's when mother ayahuasca just took me down into that. Like she pushed my head down and I started spinning and then opened up and was in this like new dimension. So I kind of missed that little bit because that was really important. That was like, the main message of like focus on yourself. And then as well, when the medicine started working through me, I really started getting those messages of like surrender, let go. And as you know, I was being taken into this like dizziness and the spinning. And before I even purged, I actually saw myself pretty much separate from my body. So they say in ayahuasca, you have like an ego death. And I really felt that this happened. I felt myself disconnect from my body, like almost like my soul was like out here and my and I was looking at myself like an outer body experience. I could feel my soul and my body just like disconnecting. And it's almost like I witnessed my own death. And, you know, it's not that like I felt pain or I died, but I can see this visually, like me separating. And they say that, yeah, everyone experiences this. And part of being on the psychedelic medicine and the DMT, it really is like showing you, it's giving you that same feeling that you get at birth and death and death, right? This feeling of your soul leaving your body or connecting and disconnecting from your body. So this is something like most humans fear, right? The fear of death. And I felt like in that moment, it was like, okay, you've died. And you know, this is you almost like dying and shedding these old layers of who you are. So all of this pain and trauma that I'm letting go is part of my death, right? Part of this death is part of also part of my rebirth to really rewrite my story and who I am and let go of all of this pain and ancestral karma and trauma that I've been holding for so long. So I also, um, you know, kept going in and out of these like states of really fighting the medicine, right? I felt myself like purging a lot and kind of like getting pulled back and forth. And I remember just like in my head going, okay, I have to surrender. I have to sit up. I have to focus on my breath. And I started to do this and it would get a bit better. And then, you know, I would get taken down again. And then I told you guys that my body started to shake and I honestly wanted to call for help, but I don't think I was able to. And the healers are really good because they can kind of see like who needs help and they come around. And I remember all of a sudden, I just had all of these hands on me when I needed it. Like when I felt like I really need help, all of a sudden someone appeared and they were putting their hand on my heart and there were a lot of women around and it was a very like divine feminine energy with women coming up to me and saying, what is your name? And I said, Karina. And she was like, you are love, you are light, you have found the light. And, you know, she was putting her hand on my heart and she was holding me and she said, breathe, it's okay. Like you are healing yourself and you are healing others in the process. You are healing yourself so that you can help others heal. And I remember just hearing that message and it was just so beautiful. It made me feel so empowered that, you know, I had this, these women coming around to me, putting their hands on me, on my heart and really touching me and saying, you know, you are love, you are light, reminding me that that's what I am. And, you know, anytime I felt like I needed 
some spray on my face. Like they were coming around with like a face mist spray, a rose spray. And all of a sudden they were spraying that on my face or people were coming around playing music in front of me, sitting down in front of me and playing like the guitar or violin or something. And it was, or singing. And I was just, I had my eyes open and I remember feeling like, wow, like this is amazing. Like what they're doing here, holding the space is just so freaking beautiful. And I really felt this sense of safety around like all of these whispers and my head being supported, right? All of these messages I was getting through the healers, but it was coming from divine, from source, from mother ayahuasca, right? Who was whispering all of these messages in my ear, mostly about loving myself and, you know, knowing that I am love and light and reminding myself that I am strong and that I can get through this, that I can heal these ancestral pains and traumas that exist, that have been holding me back, that have been weighing me down. And I remember like shaking, starting to shake and my arms shaking. And I remember just saying, I have to let the medicine work through me. And I kept repeating the mantra, like, I am love, I am light to release the pain. It was so intense, yet it was so purifying. And I really, you know, just felt like, even though it was so painful, it was so beautiful, right? It's like this contradiction that you can't even put into words. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I was immediately back in consciousness, right? I felt pure bliss. It's like I almost came out through the other side. Like I died and I was met with all of these dark entities and dark forces and I saw myself die and I saw the pain and I got the messages of what I had to do, the work I had to do and the way I have to speak to myself, knowing like really, really just loving myself, right? I felt like this intense feeling of bliss. Like I just was like, wow, I was thanking the universe. I was literally praying. I felt this extreme gratitude and compassion, right? I was literally like looking up to the divine, like, wow, thank you for opening my eyes and for showing me what I have to do, like how I have to love myself in order to heal all of this pain. Like it's that simple. I literally just have to love myself. Wow. You know, those are the messages I kept getting. So like I said, my experience is completely different than what yours might be like or anyone else's if you ever decide to do this, right? There's no pressure for you too. But this is something that I got relayed to me and it was a huge awakening in the sense that I knew that I had to work through my self-love stuff, but I didn't realize like how deep it went. And yeah, I just remember really feeling overwhelmed by joy and I was embracing myself. I went outside. I went outside to look at the moonlight. I sat there looking up at the stars. I was just so grateful for what I had just been shown. And I was literally like hugging myself. Like I only need me to be happy. Like this is just literally all I need. And I don't need to seek any external validation from partners, from friends, from anyone. Right. And if I love myself, then everything will work out. And then I remember I started to come back inside and I wasn't sure whether or not it was time or we were allowed to have a second cup. And I remember I was also like in my own head, like, do I, do I have another one? Do I want to go through hell and back again? Like what's going to happen? Am I going to 
go through that and and purge and you know I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> and then I remember what they said in the opening circle is if you have a doubt then you need another cup so the medicine is obviously very strong and can keep working through you and you will know if you need one or two. And I immediately, you know, I was probably sitting there meditating. I felt really already conscious and I felt, okay, I definitely probably need another one. So I ended up walking up to Momo, who is one of the facilitators. And I said to him, I asked him, can we get another cup? And he said, yes, you can still get one. The portal, the window is still open. And I said, I don't know if I should get another one. And he said, the answer lies within. And then he literally walked me to the altar and I sat right in front of the shaman and I was just ready to receive the next cup. Um, and at the time though, I was told I had to go back to my seat because they were still playing the music and I had to wait till they were done. Um, and this was kind of like a test of patience for me. Like I remember I was just like itching for another one. At that point, I was probably waiting like half an hour and I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm ready. Give me another cup. It was almost like like Adam and Eve craving like the forbidden fruit is what it felt like. It was pretty crazy. And then I finally had the chance to to go get another one and yeah, I ended up drinking a second cup and I will talk to you guys about that in the next episode where I'm going to tell you what happened with that and my integrations with it, overall integrations of my whole ayahuasca experience. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that. And for now, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here.